Our Lenten reading is from the Gospel of St. Matthew, the 26th chapter. Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But Peter denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you mean. And when Peter went out to the entrance, another servant girl saw him and said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, Peter denied it with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you too are one of them, for your accent betrays you. And then Peter began to invoke the curse on himself and to swear, I do not know that man. And immediately the rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the saying of Jesus, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this evening's message is from the Gospel of St. Matthew, the 10th chapter, these two verses spoken by Jesus. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. This is our text. These words of Jesus Christ really haunted me. I was a new pastor. I'd been called to serve as a pastor of St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Coburg, which was a little tiny mission congregation. It had been in existence for about three years, maybe three and a half before I arrived. We didn't have a church building. Everything was operating out of the parsonage. We rented a facility on Sunday mornings, and about 25 dear people of God gathered there for worship. My task was to grow that church, and there seemed to be a lot of pressure put on me, not necessarily by others, but by myself. But the expectation back in 1987 was that you, that, that you as a pastor would go out and knock on people's doors, and you would you know, introduce yourself and invite them to come to church or tell them about Jesus Christ and enter into some kind of a dialogue with them. The mission exec of the Ontario District, a dear friend of mine, he had high expectations for me. And I had to give monthly reports to him of how many calls I was making on people, how many doors I knocked on, how many people I had entered into conversation with. And Needless to say, those reports were slow in being sent to him because I wasn't making those calls. But one day during lunch, I said to Sandra, I said, Sandra, I'm going to go out and I'm going to knock on some doors this afternoon. I've got to do it. I've been avoiding it long enough. And so I went out that afternoon and I pulled up in front of a person's house And I prayed, Dear Lord Jesus Christ, please give me the courage and the strength and the words to speak as I go knock on that person's door. And I remained seated in the car. And again, I prayed, Dear Lord Jesus Christ, please give me the courage and the strength and the words to speak as I knock on that person's door. I didn't get out of the car. I continued to sit there. 
This went on for about 15 minutes. I never did get out of the car. Instead, I started to feel kind of ill. I had, you know, tension in my neck. I had a headache instantaneously. And I went home and I walked through the doors and Sandra looked at me and she said, you're kind of home early, aren't you? And I said, Sandra, I just can't do it. I just can't go knock on someone's door. I don't know these people. To just knock on somebody's door cold turkey and and introduce myself as the pastor of St. Paul's and begin a conversation with Jesus, that's just not me. I said, I'm going to bed. This was 1.30 in the afternoon. But I went to bed and I wallowed in self-pity for quite a while and these words of Jesus just kept coming back in my head over and over again. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me, and I heard those words really loud and clear, whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. I was about ready to resign the ministry that day. That's about 30-some years ago. I wondered how in the world could I be a pastor when I'm terrified and afraid to knock on the door and talk to a person about Jesus Christ? I mean, really? How hard is that? For me, it was an impossible task. It knotted my stomach all up into, you know, knots. I felt sick even thinking about the idea. So what kind of pastor could I be? Well, here I stand 30-some years later, Still talking to people about Jesus. Certainly not as intimidated now as I was then to maybe go knock on somebody's door, although that's still not my favorite thing to do, to talk about Jesus, but more to talk to people in a relationship. That's how I do it. There's all kinds of ways. And that's what I've ultimately come to understand and conclude in my ministry is that there are many ways for us to acknowledge Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior before other people without ever having to think that you've got to go knock on a door of some stranger and tell them about Jesus and ask them the question, if you die tonight, would you go to heaven? I'm not saying that that's not a good thing to do for people that can do it, but that wasn't the way that I could do mission work. And that's not the way I have been doing mission work for the last 30 years. Have you ever had a similar experience? I mean, maybe you were on a camping trip with some of your friends and you were sitting around the campfire chit-chatting when one of your friends said, it really doesn't matter what one believes as long as that person is sincere in what they believe. And everyone around the fire nods their head up and down. And what did you say when you heard those words? Did you speak up for Jesus? Or maybe you were enjoying a beverage with your next-door neighbor who who has three children and he says... Or he said, we don't take our children to church or Sunday school. We don't think it's right to force religion on them. They can choose religion, whatever religion they like, when they're old enough and wise enough to make that decision to do so. And how did you respond? Did you speak up for Jesus? Or did you take another sip of beverage and change the subject? Our text this evening urges us, don't be afraid to speak up, to speak up for Jesus. You know, what are some of the fears that we have that hinder our, weak, our, our witness? 
You know, sometimes it really has nothing to do with fear. Sometimes it's just our nature. It's our personality. Some of us are naturally extroverted and we can engage anyone in a conversation, no matter where, what, what it is. And others of us are introverted. We'd rather kind of hide in the background and, you know, not, not have to engage people in conversations, at least people that we don't know all that well. And you know, it's not sinful to be introverted. That's not a denial of Christ if that's the kind of person you are and you're out there and you don't feel like engaging someone in a conversation because that's just not who you are. But there are times whether you're introvert or extrovert, there are times when fear spurs on denial of Christ. And we heard it in the Gospel reading today. Peter the Rock. What did he do? He allowed his fear of persecution to move him to deny his Lord three separate times. I do not know this man. I do not know this man. I do not know this man. And thankfully, he was later restored by Jesus. He was forgiven of his sin. Sometimes there's the fear of incompetence. I don't know what I'm going to say. What happens if they ask me a question I can't answer? I may not express it just right. I may may say something theologically wrong. And so, we say nothing at all for fear of getting it wrong. Or... Sometimes we're like the committee member who, paraphrasing Caesar, confessed, I came, I saw, I concurred. (laughs) You know, many of us don't like to stir the pot, do we? We have this fear of not being accepted. We might be be rejected by our family, our friends, and our co-workers and classmates, and we simply don't want to do that. If we were to read on in Matthew's Gospel, we would find that Jesus says that may just happen when you speak up for Jesus. You might find that you will experience discord and strife and conflict. In fact, Jesus goes on in Matthew 10 to say that he did not come to bring peace but a sword. And that even parents and children will disagree with one another and have conflict with one another over Jesus. Who wants that? And so we remain silent. Or we might even have a real genuine concern that if we speak up for Jesus, we might drive someone further away from Christ. And we're afraid that if we, you know, let me talk to you about Jesus tonight, it might just make that person say, you know what, I'm tired of hearing about this stuff, or I don't want to hear about this stuff, and it'll make them even hardened, more hardened to hearing the message of Jesus's life and death and resurrection. And the consequences of an unrepentant denial are really serious. Like to deny Jesus over and over again, that's serious business. I mean, there are eternal consequences to denying Jesus over and over and over again. In fact, Jesus says those very terrifying words, and they were certainly terrifying to me on that day that I was telling you about at the beginning of this message. But terrifying because he says Christ will disown his those who disown him at the end of time. 
But, and I always like the word but, because it means usually in the, gospel, in the Bible that means something good is going to happen. But, there is forgiveness with Christ. That's what I received when I denied the Lord Jesus Christ 30-some years ago. I was reminded of his forgiveness. He's a savior. He's the savior. That's why he came into this world, was to save people like me. People like me who are sometimes afraid to confess for one reason or another. But he moved me on that day to, yes, as I laid on that bed, wallowing in my self-pity to cry out, Lord Jesus, I am sinful. I am broken. And I sin. And I just sinned against you. I denied you today. Please forgive me. And he did. And he does. And he will. He does that also for you. For all those times that you, sit, you can remember where you went, oh man, if I just, <laughs> I could have said this about Jesus. I could have told my friend about Christ. I could have spoken a Bible verse at this point in time. I could have offered to pray at this meal. I could have done this. I could have done that. And you can think of all the times that you denied the Lord where you didn't speak up for him when you had all the opportunity to do so. And you know what? That was a sin. And we don't want to excuse that sin. We confess the sin. But please also hear, your sins are forgiven. That's why Jesus came into this world. He didn't come into this world to rescue perfect people, people who had it all together. He came in to rescue people who are broken, people who are overcome with their sin, whatever that sin might be. He came into this world and He died on that cross so that we might live in His grace. Now Jesus has given us a wonderful confession to speak. You know, He said to His disciples, Who do you say I am? You know, He often said, Who do other people say? But when it comes right down to it, it's like, Who do you say I am? And you may recall Peter, who later denied Him, said at this one time, He said, You are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. That's who Jesus is. That's the confession he gives to us. That's the message we can proclaim to others. You, Jesus, you are the Christ. You are the promised Messiah. You're the one that was prophesied for thousands of years. And now you're the one who has come. And you fulfilled all those prophecies that were foretold of you in the Old Testament. And especially the ones where you died on a cross and then you rose from the dead. That's who you are. You are the Son of the living God. You are the Savior of the world. You're my Savior. You're the Savior of the people who live all around me. And that's what we can confess. That's what we can acknowledge to people around us. Paul says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. What I learned and over the last 30 years is that there really are there really is more than one way to to speak up and acknowledge Jesus 
In fact, the word to acknowledge, used in our English translation here, means to speak and live in a manner that agrees with Christ. To speak and live in a manner that agrees with Christ. And so, yes, to acknowledge Jesus Christ does mean that we speak, that we speak about who He is and what He has done for us. Because we know that faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the Word of Christ. And so Jesus has given us word, a mouth to speak, or fingers to sign language, so that people then can hear the Word of God and come to faith in Jesus Christ, because that's how the Holy Spirit works. And so to acknowledge Jesus is to speak about Jesus. But we don't need to be obnoxious about it. We don't need to be obnoxious when we're talking to people who may disagree with us. We don't need to be rude and offsetting when we converse with other people. But instead we listen to where they're coming from. We try to understand who they are and what they're about. And then we gently, as Peter says in 1 Peter 3, we, we with gentleness and respect give an account of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And we don't try to argue someone into heaven. We can't. We simply confess. Jesus is the Lord. Jesus is the Savior. And we then get to tell the Jesus story, which all of us, as his followers, know about how he was born, lived, died on the cross, rose from the dead, ascended into the heavens. That's the story. That's the story the world needs to hear. And how through this Savior, Jesus Christ, that we can have peace and joy and happiness and hope. That's the story that people need to hear. And so, yes, to acknowledge Jesus does involve speaking, but it also involves living. Honoring Jesus with our living. I mean, if we say one thing and live another... Doesn't that nullify the message? And that's why Jesus said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father who's in heaven. See, yes, we go out and we live good deeds. We follow the ways of Christ. And yes, we don't do it perfectly, but we still go out and we, as Jesus says, by their fruits, you will know them. You will know the followers of Jesus because you can see Jesus living through them. And some of the ways that people see us are the fruits of the Spirit. Paul talks about these fruits of the Spirit. Love and joy and peace and forbearance and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. These are the fruits that flow through us as we encounter other people. We love people even when they're unlovable. We're patient with people when they're not even patient with us. We're, for, we, we're kind to people who have been mean to us. We have self-control when many other people around us are out of control. And as we live that way, people see our good works. And in many cases, they glorify our Father who's in heaven. Or they come to us and they say, you know, I, I just see that you're a little different. <laughs> Why? And then we can gently and lovingly tell them the Jesus story. 
Over the years, I've been blessed to have so many wonderful relationships with members of congregations. As a district president, I got to go to 135 different churches and encounter all kinds of wonderful people of God. And many of them weren't people who could eloquently speak of Jesus. But boy, did they speak eloquently of Jesus through their deeds. There's more than one way to acknowledge Jesus as Lord. You see, we need not be afraid to speak up for Jesus, to live for Jesus, because we live under his providential care. Remember the reading from last week and the message from last week where we heard how we are even more important than the sparrows of the air and and that God even knows how many hairs are on our head, the all 100,000 follicles that we have. He knows every single one of them because he takes He takes intimate interest in each of us. And Jesus' point last week is if we have this kind of love and care from our Heavenly Father, then what do we need to fear? What do we really need to fear? And the same when we go out and live our lives for Jesus, what do we really have to fear? Really nothing. Because we live in the providential, loving care of our Lord. And we also rely on the gospel. We rely on the gospel. The very gospel we proclaim and live, that gospel we rely for, for forgiveness when we sin. And we rely on that gospel for courage and power and strength when we feel so weak. It is the power of God unto the salvation of everyone who believes. And it doesn't just move us to faith, but it enables us to exhibit our faith. To exhibit our faith to one another and to everyone around us. And then God gives us the wonderful privilege of being able to gather in a house of worship like this or in someone's home or wherever it might be to study the Word, to be trained by the Word, to be equipped with the Word, to to be practiced with the Word so that we can then go out and feel a little bit more confident to be able to converse with someone about the hope we have in Jesus Christ. So, my friends, don't be afraid to speak up. And if sometimes the fear does get the better of you and you remain muted, know that Jesus died for you. Your sins are forgiven. And just as he picked up Peter and said, Go, Peter, feed my sheep. So Jesus will also say to you, Go feed the sheep that I send you to. Tell them about me. Tell them about my love. Tell tell them about my forgiveness. And then go. Go and speak up, live up for Jesus. Amen. We pray. Give us lips to sing thy glory, tongues thy mercy to proclaim, throats that shout the hope that fills us, mouths to speak thy holy name. Amen.